Welcome to episode number 191 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping passion-led online business owners and entrepreneurs learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build your community, and make your difference in the world. And this podcast is brought to you by Syndable, the all-in-one social media management tool that my agency uses every day to schedule posts and analyze our social media results. Try them out for yourself today by going to onlinedrea.com slash Syndable. And I'll put that link in the show notes. You can always find all of our links at onlinedrea.com slash 191 for this episode. Super excited for today's guest. Y'all heard him here before. We're bringing him back. Travis Brown, he is your podcast Good Samaritan. His mission is to help creators grow top-ranked shows, collect raving fans, and monetize themselves to becoming full-time creators through his punk rock ethos and do-it-yourself attitude. He's launched hundreds of podcasts, including my own. He helped me with the Savvy Social Podcast for years um, and edited thousands of podcasts over at Podcast Buddy. He also created a tool called Podcast X for creators to always spark a great conversation. Travis Brown, welcome back to the show. Hey, good to see you. It's always good to see you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited that you're here because I have been stalking your social media strategy for the past year plus, and you've exploded. Like you've you've really grown specifically your Instagram account. So I want to talk a little bit about that, but I also want to talk like going back to the beginning of the shift. Basically, I think once you shifted into pod decks, correct me if I'm wrong, that's when some of this shift started happening on social. So tell us about like, what was the beginning of all of this? Yeah, I mean, the beginning was, I think I was in the same position as everyone is kind of fumbling through figuring out social media. And lucky for me, when I launched pod decks, I sort of committed to bringing myself to the table not just making a brand, but like being there for the community. And so I sort of had this mindset shift of, okay, I've been trying all these things. I've been following all these gurus, but I'm not really being myself. Right. And sometimes it's hard to like get that exterior off, like, and just be authentically yourself, good, bad, ugly, best, everything. Right. So I sort of leaned into my roots and just was like, hey, I'm going to be funny. I'm going to be weird. I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to have fun. And it and it just kind of clicked in. And so for a while, my growth was based off of people in the community figuring out what pod decks were and then sort of coming to Instagram and, and playing with me. And then I sort of had another shift where I, I realized that like social media is so powerful and it isn't a machine that you just kind of put a post onto and you know, feed the feed. It's something that you can really, you could really leverage in a really cool way. I, I kind of figured out what was possible on social media, and I just really leaned into it. And so you you mentioned Instagram. I've exploded on Instagram because I'm only focused on Instagram, right? So prior to that, I'd been running a YouTube channel and trying to do you know everything, TikTok, this, that, the other thing, which is exhausting, right? And so I sort of freed myself up. I feel like, yes, I miss out on Twitter conversations and some of these other things, but I don't have to think about any of that. All I have to do is think about really going all in on one platform. And I think that was part of 
I don't think it was really a strategy. It was just a conscious decision. Like, I'm just going to go all on this one platform. Like, if I can't grow one, how can I grow them all? What made you pick Instagram? Like, out of all of them, is that the one you had the most fun on already? Or, yeah, I think it's like, I think because it's a multifaceted platform, it doesn't get old. Like, I can do a reel, I can do a story, I can do a carousel post, a single, a live. It's, it sort of has, elements. I mean, I know they're sort of stealing elements from all the other platforms, but it kind of has elements of everything built into it. Even blog posts, right? You could post a single and say, read the caption and you could put a ton of characters in there. So um, it might be my age, right? Like I'm not necessarily, um, I'm looking at TikTok. I don't know if I'm like that hip yet. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it was just sort of a natural, like I like Instagram. I had always used it before I was like, branding myself or in a business. So it just came naturally. And I think that's a a good thing. Like if you like using a platform, you're going to use it more than if you're forcing yourself like Twitter, I couldn't get farther away from Twitter. I just don't, don't let me on Twitter because I don't like it. And it's just like, so why, why put myself in that position to like try to use something that isn't sort of native to my own creativity? Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I hear that about Twitter and I hear about that about LinkedIn too. Where I could recommend LinkedIn to someone and be like, this is the best platform for you. But if you log in and you go, I don't like it here, then you're not going to use it, right? So leaning into the platform that you actually love is really smart just on a human level, like on a basic level. So you mentioned kind of all of the different placements. I'm wondering if you can talk us through, you know, how you decide what to post, where, how frequently, like talk us through your current strategy. Yeah. So right now, um, I've kind of amped it up a little bit, but for the last year, I pretty much just focused on producing a carousel post every other day. And at some point I had a kind of a converse, you know, the shower conversations with yourself. I'm like, I'm going all in, right? So if I create a carousel post, and I'll talk about my philosophy on that in a second. If I create a carousel post and it isn't good enough, if I'm not all in, if I'm not like, this is my best work and I'm not going to post it, no matter what, if I missed a day or two, it's got to be all in. Like, because that's going to move the needle more than just trying to rush something out to get something out. I think that that's something people fall into. They're like, well, it's today I have to post. What do I post? It's this big reactive sort of scenario where if you really put a lot of work into it or all your effort into it and you post it and you know, it's going to go so much further. It's like boulder versus pebbles into the ocean, right? I could throw a bunch of just like quick little nonsense posts out there, or I can make one big splash. And it turns out in my case, it's probably isn't one size fits all, but the big splashes make big splashes, right? It attracts more people. Uh, People start to comment on, wow, like these posts are amazing. And they're, they understand that like your account is worth coming back to or they look forward to your your content in the future. And so prior to that, I've been trying to come up with a post every day. And you know how that goes. It's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do today? It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. Nothing happens. There's not really any engagement. And for me, carousel posts kind of unlocked uh, a new way to communicate. So I've been previously like podcasting and telling stories. Well, now I look at a carousel post as like a comic strip, right? I can tell one complete story in 10 slides. I get 10 opportunities to illustrate a story and try to make it as fun as possible so that my account, when you land on it, you pretty much know if it's for you or not. 
And then it's almost like a little library of guides. And I, I really love that about the carousel community is that you create something that is massively savable, right? Like the bookmark button is is heavily weighted in Instagram's algorithm of like, what is relevant? And so I just started thinking about like, how can I make these little books for people or little little comic strips? And once I thought about it like a comic strip, then I started to really have fun with it. You know, I started to to get weird and to to make it more cartoonish. And it really resonated with people. Also, because I think I was truly authentically being just a creative weirdo and kind of shedding the the what I think I'm supposed to be, right? Or I should be, and just being what I am, which attracts the right people as opposed to people are going to come and go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What I love about your strategy is that number one, obviously you're leaning into the platform that you like and enjoy. Um, you ditched the idea that you have to post every day, which is something that we have been really talking about a lot on the podcast this year, is this idea that you don't have to post every day. You can actually get further faster and create better content, which leads me to the third point, which is having the type of content that people actually want to share and that they want to come back to. And I think that's a challenge for a lot of business owners who don't view themselves as creators is that they're so focused on pushing out something versus creating a community space where people actually want to come back to your content again and again. And it sounds like that's what you've done. I'm curious though, from a timing perspective, how long it takes you to put like one carousel post together? Yeah. At the beginning, it took like hours yeah. because I wasn't, it wasn't fully baked, right? I didn't have my, my sort of formula down. Now, like I'll put, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. It all comes down to, in my case, like prep and I'll write out 10 bullets that make sense in a story, right? So I want to hook you in. The first thing has to hook them in. If it doesn't, they're not going to slide the rest of the story. So it doesn't matter. So you want to have a good hook. Um, something that I really learned quickly was, you know, I've got a face for radio. So like putting myself into the posts kind of branded me personally. So I took, I literally sat down, not sat down. I stood up one day. I got one of these Bluetooth shutter release things that hooks to my phone. Okay. Just Bluetooth. And I literally just did a bunch of different poses pointing up sad face. And I took a hundred pictures of myself so I could pretty much have like a sentiment that would fit into the different stories just on hand. I didn't have to like create those. Now I'm retiring those because I've used them so much. I need, I need a new, a new round of poses, but I'll spend, you know, I'll spend however long it takes till I'm like super happy with it. Like, will I be proud of this in five years? Will I look back at my account and say like, oh, that was really good. And is this better than the last thing I did? Like, is it better? Is it, is it a little better? Because it doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to tell, again, you know, I come from music and, and podcasting, great story. Like, let's tell a great story and get people involved. So it, the timing has gotten shorter because with practice, everything gets better. And you kind of learn templates and you kind of, you know, get your, get your Canva account all wrapped up, but it'll take me an hour. But I, I'll tell you right now, it's totally worth it because most of my posts generally will hit the explore page because I get enough bookmarks, I get enough shares, and I get enough comments to tickle the algorithm in the right way where it's going to say, hey, I think this is relevant to other people. Let's show it outside of his followers. And a big goal of mine was 
serving my audience, like serving my community first, but making sure that I was getting seen by new accounts so that they could see what my account was all about and potentially follow. And so right now I'm at about a 20% conversion rate of profile views to follows, which is, I'm pretty happy with, right? Would I like that to go up? Sure. But I really think that there's this, I don't know who started it, but this post everyday thing, I think it's much, you're much better off putting a lot of effort into a post and posting every two, three days than you are becoming a factory that just has to put something out so you show up every day. And with the new uh, Instagram feed that's going to be coming out with chronological favorites and organic, I guess, if you put that kind of content out, people are going to favorite your account and you're going to show up in its your own feed and get seen more by having thoughtful, you know, when somebody can see that you put a lot of work into something, they're going to know that they're going to appreciate it more than just the casual, like, hey, I just put up this this simple, what you know, not that there's anything wrong with simple, but like, you know, you can tell when someone phoned in a post. Yeah. Ooh, I love the quality that you're putting in. I think oftentimes we shy away from that as business owners and we just want to put in, you know, five minutes of work and have it go viral. And that's really not how it works. It's that, that commitment to consistency, which is your own frequency, right? It's not every day you pick the frequency. And that commitment to quality as well. So making sure that you're putting out the type of content that gets seen, that gets put in front of new people, which helps bring more people into your world. I love that you also mentioned the conversion rate, 20% of your profile views to followers. Are there any other numbers and metrics that you're looking at to see if this whole strategy is successful? Uh, Really, it's just a matter of, you know, there's other things like, if a post gets shared a lot, I feel like I did a good job because somebody wants their audience to see this information. And that's not something I'm, I'm heavily measuring. But you know, basically, my workflow that I'm spending on social media is coming up with really good information, telling a good story, and then engagement. And I know people don't like to do engagement or they fear engagement, but I really just think of like my account as a party. And if I invited you to my house for a party, I would make you feel at home. I would make sure that you were seen. I would have a conversation with you. So I call this the power hour. It doesn't always last for an hour. But what I do is on the days I post, I will go post and then I hang out to make sure that if there's comments, I'm responding to every single comment. And then I will go back to the people that commented and I will go reciprocate. I will show them love because you have to give what you want to get. You can't just be like, Hey, I'm here. Come love me. Bye-bye. Right? Like you've got to give what you want to get. So I will reciprocate. Uh, Any new followers, if I have the time, I will send them a personalized audio message where I mention their name and just show general interest. I don't talk about myself. I just say, Hey, I'm excited that you're here, part of my community. And if you have any questions, like just press the microphone button. That works really well because you can't see an audio message. You just know you have to turn the sound on. And then the first thing you hear is your name. And so you know it's not like this mass marketing bot that's just you know welcoming you to a fake community. And, and that has helped a lot. And I, I think that part of the equal to the content is the engagement factor, right? Showing other people love, being genuinely interested in other people. I know this is a big cliche. It's social media, but it's like you are to be social. You are to show up. And I think there's a lot of people that think it's just a dumping ground. 
where it's like you dump this here and then people come and kind of forge through it. But it can be so much more powerful with 15 minutes of engagement every day, right? Like, you know, you have 15 minutes, you know, it's just a matter of how you're using it. And it's amazing to me how many creators and businesses and brands will spend all this time working on like their email marketing and their present, you know, their website, but then they sleep on where the people actually are, like where the the people are there. You can talk to them. You can ask them questions. You can cheer them on. And that's where it really becomes a fabric and a community as opposed to just another account to like or to you know do whatever you're going to do. Yeah. I 100% agree with the community piece. I mean, something as simple as 15 minutes a day can make a huge difference in your business. And if someone's taking the time to leave a comment on your post, give back to them because... That is rare. Like I know comments seem like something that everyone does, but most people are looky-loos. They look, maybe they'll double tap and like, but most people looking at your content aren't leaving comments. So why not leave them like a little comment back that shows that you are paying attention and that you care? I also love the voice message DM. Um, I think that a lot of platforms have this feature now, even LinkedIn and Facebook, where you can send that DM. And it does separate you so much so from everyone else because there are a lot of people copying and pasting automating messages. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't that never feels good for me. No. Like I don't want to be a number. I want to be like a human and have a connection. So I love that. And and the truth of the matter is, is this isn't scalable because it has to come from you, right? Like I can't have somebody send my audio messages. I have to show up and send those audio messages. But those messages are like worth 10 times of any little text copy and paste that I could ever do. And we're, I mean, I get hit with a million NFT projects and all these things all day long. If somebody were to send me a message that said my name, I mean, you're saying the best word in the English language right off the bat and you have their attention. They're special to you that you're, they're seen, right? And so, you know, I know we all want 10,000 followers and, and all this stuff, but it is, it is just a people game. It's a one by one. You know, I think of uh, every year I basically want to have, you know, 3,500 handshakes. I want to talk to 3,500 people. If I can talk to 10 people a day and make 10 new friends, then my community grows, my account grows, my reach grows not scalable, right? Like, yes, you can run promoted posts and ads and all that stuff. And, and, and that, all, that all works too. In congruence with, is there a person behind this account? Or is this just an account, right? And that's the magic sauce right there. When you show up in that way as a person and you think of the other person as a person, not a follower, not a like, not a whatever a person, it's this, this magic thing that happens. And I think that it's often overlooked because it's just on our phone. It's just an app, right? But this is the new world we live in. We're a virtual world now. So it's time to you know, leverage that because in-person meetings and conferences and all these places where we usually get our handshakes are now, now happening digitally, right? And so just like I put effort into my content, I'm going to put effort into my, my people too. And I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. And it, it, like I said, it's setting yourself apart so much far apart from everyone else. And I think it solidifies your business as a brand, which is something that does stand out to me. Like when I scroll through Instagram, I definitely notice your posts. So talk to me a little bit more about the branding piece because you have a style. It, you mentioned the comic style, but there's also the colors and even 
your little cutouts. Like, talk to me about the brand itself, like the visual brand aspect. Yeah, I used to get like really hung up over like branding and logos and all this stuff. It's, this is as simple as it gets. I just picked two colors or three colors when I started, right? Or like this orange, yellow. I'm sure, not, I'm not even sure what color it is. Mustard, I don't know. Orange, white, and black, right? So I'd be like, I'm going to commit to these three colors and everything in my posts, 98% of it is those colors. If it's the text, if it's the background. And then I was like, okay, how can I amplify this even more? I just went out and bought a bunch of shirts that were either white, black, or this kind of mustard yellow color. And when I appear in those posts, I'm wearing the brand color. Now everybody just sees this yellow color and they think of me because they associate the yellow. So personal branding is as easy as picking a color and showing up in that color all the time. And that's it. And then it makes it easy to get dressed. I just have to like, just pick one of my yellow shirts and here I am, right? So I just sort of committed to consistency in the look of all my posts and the consistency of how I showed up in the posts. And when I took those hundred pictures of me pointing or laughing or being excited, I had the yellow shirt or the black shirt on so I could match what was going on. And then at one point, my word was like Looney Tunes. Okay. My kids watch a lot of cartoons. And I wanted to bring this Looney Tunes vibe to like my posts. I wanted people to know this is fun. These posts shouldn't make you feel bad or inadequate. They should make you feel excited and fun, like Saturday morning cartoons. And so I made just a, a, my own version of the Looney Tunes, like kind of circle background. And I throw that in my posts so I can kind of signal this is fun. This is, this is a place to have fun and learn and be branded at the same time. Yes. Oh, I love the simplicity of it. I think sometimes we feel like we need a whole design team or we need a whole like branding guide and really some Canva work, some colors, pick two to three colors, pick a font, stick with it. And that's how you become memorable. And it really the value comes from the actual content that you're producing itself. Um, but the brand can help support it and create that visual trigger as you know, we're scrolling through the feed, we see something where like, oh, this is from Travis Brown. <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. And, and as and over time, I have also learned uh, in the beginning, my posts were just, there was so much information. I felt like I had to say everything in that post. And so my posts are getting simpler as I go on. And what I learned is that like your social media post is like a snack. And then what you can do is you can drive people other places for context. So if I make a post, I can keep it simple like that comic strip. Comic strip doesn't have that many words on it, right? It's just sort of takes you through the journey. Well, my call to action can be get the whole story on my podcast where I can freeform have that conversation or a YouTube video, the longer form content. So don't think that you have to put all the information on a post. I see way too many posts with way too much text on it. And nobody's got glasses good enough to read all of that, right? Keep it super simple. Like, can I? Can you explain it to me like I'm five, right? Can you explain it to me in 10 sentences? Then you got a good idea because the simplest thing always wins. Ooh, the simplest thing always wins. 
keep that in front of your mind as you take all of the gems that Travis dropped today and apply it to your own social strategy, because this was pretty epic. Um, okay, Travis, for those people who are listening and they're, they're like, we want more, where do they go? Yeah, so you can find my account at Travis Brown. Um, and that's where I'm, I'm spending all my time on Instagram. Um, if you wanted to check out Poddex, you could go to poddex.com. And then you could also check out socialboom.me. So I've just joined up with uh, a gentleman named Dan Thomas, and we're running some free workshops and some boot camps for specifically Instagram growth and monetization. So there's a lot of myths around there that you need, you need 10,000 followers to sell something, or you need this gigantic audience to make a difference. And the truth is that you don't. And so what we're trying to do is share some of the foundational uh, information, just like I've shared today, to help people leverage Instagram and, and explode their growth, start selling, start making products and offers, and doing it all through Instagram. No website required. So that'll be another place to find me, uh, socialboom.me. And I'm really excited because to date, I've been helping people with podcasting, and they've all asked, how do I grow an audience? And the place to grow an audience is social media. That's where the people are. So I'm really excited to be able to unpack this as my next heat and take all my podcast people up a notch and then meet a bunch of other creators and brands and, and help them grow as well. Oh, I love that. Okay. I'll put all of those links in the show notes. I'll check out Travis's Instagram. I know you'll be inspired by his posts. I'm always looking at his carousel posts like, ooh, I love this. So definitely <laughs> check that out. All the links will be at onlinedrea.com slash 191. Travis, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's always great to see you, Andrea. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in to this week's episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. If you like this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a five-star review. It helps support the show. It keeps us at the top of the marketing charts and it helps more people find the podcast, more lovely people like you. So check us out there. Next week, I'm talking all about social media habits and the three habits you need to have for social media success. And I promise you, it's not posting every day. So we will talk about that next week. I'll see you then. Bye for now.